Listener Production. If life was a cereal box, this would be the toy inside. Oh, I wanted that one. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, only four minutes into the studio and producer Bron already in hot water from uh, oh one Matthew O'Kine. Uh, how are you feeling, mate? I'm highly offended, to be honest. Okay, I walk into the studio today, right? Now, granted, we are in different states. Yep. So Bron has been looking at me via Zoom cam for the last, you know, for the, well, ever since we've been doing the show. Well, we've never actually met in person. In Bron's defence, she's never met you. <laughs> she's never met me in person. Okay, we've never met in person, but we see each other on Zoom every single day. Today, walk in, Bron's like, oh, got a haircut. I got a haircut last Wednesday, Bron. I'm sorry, Matt, you wear a hat every day. How Literally you a week ago, I got a haircut. I know, and you know what? You Uh-oh. know what? Uh-oh. I have spent a damn week waiting for one of you. No. Just one of you to mention it. No, well, I've already said my policy on haircuts. Same as pregnancies. Don't mention them, unless someone else brings it up. No need, because then you get yourself into pickles like this. It's like your well, policy with birthday presents. <laughs> so, I, yes, I did get a haircut. Thank you very much. Anyway, Jeez. It's looking great, and it's going to tend to send us through uh, an incredible all-day breakfast today. Thank you very much for joining us. Daniel Sloss is on the show today. Incredible comedian going to be joining us. We're going to be crossing in live to Hotel Quarantine, which is always the best place to be tatting to comedians. They're going stir-crazy, and we cannot wait to see how Daniel Sloss is handling it. We're also going to be jumping into a, a little bit of Insiders, Matt O'Kine, my the segment that's been blowing my mind for the last little while, and uh, it's going to be a, it's a very interesting profession we're getting the inside scoop from today. We're going to be talking to a hairdresser, finding out... <laughs> <laughs> How to cut people's hair so that no one notices for a whole week. Look, we're not, but hairdressers, get in touch. I do want to hear the behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a few hairdresser insights as well. But look, right now we've got a massive show. Can't wait to get stuck in. It's Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Good morning. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Yes, Matt, sometimes we, uh, we wander into the all day breakfast studios which is atop of the um, Eiffel Tower. And we we sit there and we go, all right, what's in the news? What are we talking? It's a daily podcast. You know, it's hip and happening. What's going through in the news? It's a comedy podcast as well. Yeah, in, it is in the comedy category. Although we were, <laughs> came third in best entertainment podcast, uh, the podcast awards. Thank you. Shameless didn't place. Um, but we, <laughs> we... Come in and we're like, look, the news is looking pretty bad today. Or it's, it's very, you know, it's very dark news that we don't necessarily... Oh, it's always miserable. Some mm. awful people in Parliament are doing something <laughs> terrible again. Again. I've got a new Prime Minister for women instead of for everyone. Anyway, all that goes on. Uh, occasionally, we wander in the studio and we are absolutely bombarded with random stuff that we're like, well, we need to talk about that. And today is one of those days. We have to talk about all of it. Do you, have any, do you have any tattoos, Alex Dyson? No, I do not. Yeah, I'm, I'm clean skin as well. My dad would, um, oh, you know, actually my dad used to promise my sister that he would uh, buy her a car if she got to 18 without any tattoos or piercings. Really? Did she make it? Yeah. She did. And? No car. No car. Oh. But look, it's, but I don't have the, um, I don't have any, any um, tattoos either. My, um, my sister has one on her wrist. My dad not so subtly 
bought her some bangles <laughs> for one birthday. Oh, afterwards. really? Just cover those ones up. Cover well, a mafia, a mafia fugitive has been caught recently, okay, in the Caribbean after appearing on YouTube cooking videos where he hit his face, right? So the face is cropped out of the video. But he has, his tattoos were in the shot. And they and the, the FBI or whatever caught him. Mark Ferenc Claude Biart <laughs> was betrayed by failing to hide his distinctive tattoos in the clip. <laughs> he He'd been was- on the run since 2014. Okay, suddenly Italian prosecutors order his arrest. Also, it was an Italian police yep. um, trafficking cocaine in the Netherlands. And then he's busted doing bloody YouTube vids. Imagine being on the run, but needing to post your recipes so desperately <laughs> that you'd risk doing things and thinking you got away with it because you blacked out your of, face. Yeah, subscribe below and uh, <laughs> just ignore the tat on that wrist. Um, Migarang flavoured condoms, anyone? Should we, <laughs> this should we get news. into that? That's, uh, that is rough. flavoured dommies. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that dommies was a... I thought Dommies was an everywhere word. Apparently, it's only Queensland. Oh, there you go. Do you, um, I mean, do you have you heard of it before? Oh, it makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. I mean, there's there's old mega mega flavored dingers, frangers, whatever you need to <laughs> to go with. It's a um, weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Make your noodle noodle flavored. Just doesn't <laughs> necessarily. Feel yeah. right. Well, at least the done in two minutes works. And finally, the <laughs> Little Nas X video clip. Have you watched it? Well, no, I haven't, but I did see that he's getting sued. Well, Nike um, have, yeah, have decided that remixing their shoe and putting a bit of blood in the sole and then, ooh, I just realised blood in the sole. As in, is that a pun that Little Nas X is going for? Blood in the soul? No, because, I mean, the soul doesn't have any blood in it. And it no one's soul has blood in it. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all weird stuff, isn't it? Um, they've released a shoe, 666 pairs of shoes released, $1,018 each, with 1018 being a Bible verse about Satan's fall from heaven. The video clip from Little Nas X, who did Old Town Road and a bunch of songs. Um, Anini. Causing a lot of reactions, Matt. Almost breaking the internet. So in this video, I don't know, I haven't personally seen it. Have you seen it? No, I've just seen Reese Nicholson post a screenshot and say, this photo is my sexuality from now on. Thank you. Well, he pole dances down to hell, gives Satan a lap dance, then breaks Satan's neck, steals his crown, and becomes ruler of the underworld. It's a busy day for Lil Nas, I'll tell you that much. Most streamed song in the world this week, 27 million views or something on there, uh, but a big backlash from, you know, what is... Still quite a, uh, a Christian conservative country in America, um, although some people pointing out, saw a very good um, comment on Twitter regarding <laughs> regarding it going, these people are absolutely shocked that Little Nas X would do this, um, saying, oh my God, how could these young, you know, LGBTQI people be worshipping Satan? Why can't they... Look- why can't they love our really nice God who hates them? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they follow our nice God who reckons their existence is sinful? <laughs> Why? How did this happen? <laughs> well, look, it's 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 actually very it's quite exciting and inspiring for um uh, the new a new song Montero. Call me by your name is the name of it. Did you see? I did see the the message that Lil Nas put on Twitter that was really really sweet. Mm. Um, where, you know, he said, I know we promised 
He says, to, to 14-year-old me, Montero, I know he promised to never come out publicly. I know he promised to never be that type of gay person. I know he promised to die with the secret, but this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. And it's now number one globally. Awesome story. I don't know whether putting blood in shoes is for me. Sure. Like, I was happy with, like, lights. Oh, you know, the lights. You all, know, the, like, all the wheelies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that was that was as risky as I'll go to actually have, you know, type O in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't know if it's necessary. Well, uh, it's provocative. Art is provocative. And so... Um, that's what I just with thought that. of the wackest Jurassic Park sequel. Do you know what I mean? Where like they find all these old Nike Nas Nikes, and they extract the blood, yep. and then they and then they like recreate a whole park of like <laughs> hipsters, you know, from the from the two thousand and twenties. Like this is what it used to be like back in back in twenty twenty one. Is- <laughs> oh, it was crazy. Everyone was zooming. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. And I, there wasn't, I don't remember this being this much controversy when Tenacious D put the devil in a video clip. Um, no, Dave Grohl. Challenged, challenged them to a guitar <laughs> straight off. <laughs> Be you angels. Anyway, um, keep, keep doing what you're doing, little Nas X. Um, shoe company. Where are they getting the blood from? Do we know? I don't know. Is it, think, is it his blood? I think it was someone just ran a marathon without socks on. Just <laughs> <laughs> secondhand. Nice. Just those blisters started to pool. <laughs> happened to me. Could happen to you. Coffee? Yeah, go A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Are you keeping juicy gas from me? Do you know what's going on here? We know what's going on. You won't believe it. Real juicy. So let's just keep it on the down low, shall we? Matt and Alex's Insiders. Insiders. Oh, yeah, it is that time of the week where we get a little scoop from someone out there in an industry that we want to know more about. Okay, we've spoken to real estate agents. We've spoken to flight attendants. We have spoken to... Train drivers. Train drivers. Yep, train drivers. Mm. Finding all about the, the graffiti culture. Interesting last week. That uh, was look, really intriguing. If you missed last week, get on it. We today have the opportunity to talk to someone who can give us a little inside scoop on a place where I dare say we've all spent a Friday or Saturday night. I tell you what, away. at hometown, it used to be the the beacon. Oh, you'd go out. It was a special occasion. You'd always congregate here. And even but two nights ago, I found myself late at night going for another visit. It is the traditional Chinese restaurants. But what happens behind those saloon doors when you get backstage? Well, we're going to be finding out by chatting to our insiders today who remains Anonymous. Hello, Anonymous. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you, Anonymous. Now, how long have you worked at uh, your the Chinese restaurant for? Uh, it's been, yeah, about nine months since I started. Okay, so Ooh. relatively fresh. First of all, yeah, do you have fresh. do you have <laughs> much like the food? Do you have uh, any Chinese heritage yourself? I don't actually. Um, the restaurant itself was started like years and years and years ago, and it's run by a, a Chinese family. Um, and I work with a couple of the daughters, but 
I am not myself. Wow. Okay. Are you a waiter there? I'm like front of house. So it's like, it's not just like a waiter. Hold up. Like, it's, you know, I don't just wait. I'm oh, like, you know. Sorry. Sorry, Anonymous. I did not mean to uh, disrespect <laughs> you. Um, no, that's okay. not to disrespect waiters either. Um, it's all very important. We all help each other out, and that's that's the key. You can't be at a restaurant without, like, you know, like helping the runners and helping, you know, you know the people in the kitchen. Like, we all, we're like one big, like, chaotic machine. Mm. Okay, so you, so uh, it's a team effort. Does that mean you split the tips? Yes, actually. Do you know what? Like, I will say this. I had to learn, like, how to split the tips, though, because it really depends on how much work each individual has done that night. <gasps> so it's kind of like, you know, we don't, like, tipping isn't super, super popular, obviously, in Australia, but it's not like the States, but we do try and split them fairly, Right, yeah, the amount of work done, so it's not evenly, it's fairly. Sometimes people make more work for others, which is accounted for in the tip giving. I'm not high enough in the wrong (laughs) that I would be the one making the decisions, but I'm I'm told that this by the higher-ups, that that's that's how it's divvied up. Tips aside, who are the worst (laughs) customers? What what sort of stuff do they do? (laughs) Look, you know what? I think that this restaurant itself, because of the size and our capacity, you get such a good cross-section of every kind of customer. So you get, like, you get the families that are there with, like, 25 people and, you know, most of the rice ends up on the floor and you try and quieten the children down by giving them excess amounts of prawn chips. And then you have (laughs) the people that, like, uh, you know, they've been coming here for years and they only sit on that one table and God help you if that table isn't available because you have to clean that table. So if people go into the big book and give them plenty of warning, that's a that's a tip. But you did bring yeah. up anonymous something very mythical, the prawn cracker. Tell us, <laughs> are there any actual prawns in it? Do you know what? I think it's like an oil. I think it's. Oh. Um, I'm not in the kitchen myself a, a whole lot, but I'm pretty sure it's like a it's a rice. Um, it's like a rice cracker. So it's made out of rice um, flour, and then I think it's like infused with like a a, a prawn oil. So I think that's. From memory, that's how it's made. Anonymous, uh, whenever I try and make Chinese food at home, I mean, I'm missing it. I want that taste and yeah. I never get it. I, Bro, I, I tried I to make fried even, rice. I barely get a, a cheap imitation of this. Now, it and was I, awful. And I have, <laughs> I have a theory. It's because when I'm at home, it would be mortifying to pour in so many unhealthy ingredients. Is that you what it what is? Though? Is there, is there no. a lot of that? No, honestly, like... It's not like you go overseas and then, like, you see them pouring, like, you've got giant buckets of MSG, like, you're sprinkling that shit in. It's not that at all. It's actually, like, the place that I work at, everything's super-duper fresh. And there's actually, like, most of the sauces are really basic. They're all at everyone's, like, they're in everyone's pantry. You know, you've got your soy sauce, you've got your oyster sauce, your fish sauce. you got, like, maybe a little bit of, like, rice oil there. Like, oh, my goodness. You know, it's there's really it's the it's the basics. Don't oh come on! You must have seen a little packet of MSG floating <laughs> around. Come on, honestly. I'm a hundred percent being real with you. There is no way I've never seen it. And this 
like there's it's just it's illegal. I think or like I don't know, it's something. There's no way. It's all just the basics. Wow. But you know what? Wow. I, I heard I did talk to the like I talk to the chefs quite a lot. They're really nice people at this place. But um they do say that the secret, if you really want the inside of God, huh. is in making your own stock broth. Oh, that, it's in the stock. That's it. You gotta you gotta make it from scratch. It's gotta be all your own you got to use, like, really good ingredients. And depending on what kind of, like, protein you're putting in the stock, I don't know if you guys are vegetarians or whatever, but whatever kind of protein you're putting in, you use a different kind of stock. And you have to make that yourself. Uh, I'm going to have to start. Don't buy that carton, like, uh. <laughs> That's what's happening. You're putting Yikes. that trash in your Chinese uh. like, food. Just don't do it. You want that so, traditional flavor. Yeah, that's where it comes from. That's so what about, what about dodgy meats? Because I've heard all sorts of, uh, you know, myths. About finding, what are you, you know. Expecting? <laughs> I don't like, know. Do I mean, I know people <laughs> finding pet food in the back of restaurants, oh my and God. I honestly no heard way. someone who said they worked in an Italian restaurant and then they they found dog food in the back and they reckon it was going into the bolognese. All right, <laughs> that's what I. Have you heard <laughs> that anything? Is, I, that is a fib. Are you fibbing? <laughs> <laughs> that Look, is it was. Fib. It's a myth from the nineties. I'm just wondering whether <laughs> whether you've seen anything dodgy. Oh my gosh. Look, do you know what? Do you want to really like know my opinion on this? I don't think that any sort of restaurant can survive long term if yeah. they're doing dodgy shit like that. There's just no way. Well, one of my favorite things to go along the traditional uh, Chinese restaurant in my hometown is the Lazy Susan. Why oh, don't yeah. other restaurants have it? <laughs> do they need a servicing to make sure that they spin well? Tell us the, the oh behind the scenes or any lazy about... Lazy Susan disasters that have happened. Yeah, people oh, not knowing what to do with them. You know what? I think that the worst thing about Lazy Susan's is when people, mostly people that haven't really been to a Chinese restaurant or traditional Chinese restaurant a lot, and they put like their handbags in the middle. And it's like, man, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's where the food goes. Like, <laughs> do you want everyone to take like a little bit of out, money out of your wallet? Like, what are you doing? Like, no, <laughs> take, take the handbag off the Susan. That's fine. Okay, keep the handbags off the Sus. That's good to know. What about people who come in? I'm very proud with my proficiency on the chopsticks these days. But oh, do you look. have chopstick novices come in, and how do you uh, yeah, adapt the to shame them? of getting the fork <laughs> and spoon handed to you? Do you know what? Actually, in saying this, I will say this: if you're overconfident with it, with chopsticks, and it's not a utensil you use all the time, you will embarrass yourself in front of the staff. <laughs> when, like, <laughs> you know, like we noticed. If like I had I had a couple that came in, the guy basically told me after the date ended that the girl, the lady, sorry just refuse to use a fork or a spoon, like, the whole time. I, like, we, we provide chopsticks, and then we can also give, like, I offer, f- f- like, forks and spoons to everyone, not just singling out the white people. Like, it's always just everyone. <laughs> and um, and this woman just absolutely refused a fork or a spoon. And I was like, all right, that's on you. But he said that he struggled to watch her picking up grains of rice with these chopsticks <laughs> all night. And three hours watching someone struggle is just... Man, that's just a boner killer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's gonna it. end it. What about uh, what about the free meal? Do you do you get a free meal every single shift? Yes, of course. And sometimes we get your meals because the runners make mistakes of where the meal is supposed to go. We have a map, right? On like you know those two big like swingy doors that everyone walks through to bring your food out to you. There's a map on there. 
to, with like you know all the different table allocations. And when the runners, who are usually juniors around like 14, 15, 16, they <laughs> get lost out on the floor. They don't know where the food goes. So they just kind of you know, sheepishly come back to the kitchen. And then the food, like we have to eat the food. So that just adds to our, you know. But here's like your a din- tip though. If someone comes up to you and they don't, like, it's not your food, but it looks yummy, just say it is because then you they'll put it down they can't take it back up. That's you can't do that for mm. this reason. So you just get an extra meal, and they won't charge you for it. Oh, oh there's a trick in the trade. Red That's pretty hot. good. Well, yeah. something I really love walking past these Chinese restaurants is seeing the staff and the family sitting around eating a pre-dinner about four o'clock. That looks oh, yeah. like I'm a vibe. I'm missing my pre-dinner for this. Oh, you're missing it for the chat to us. <laughs> no, oh, I'm so I sorry. Gonna, like, well, dinner, I was gonna go have my like my rice and my like. Have you ever had mango pudding or mango jelly? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it's the next level but like i'm missing out on that for this conversation well so, anonymous no, we're gonna let sorry, you get to the pre-dinner <laughs> thank you so much for dishing the dirt honest it sounds great and uh yeah you'll probably see me uh slurping up a few dumplings in the not too distant future <laughs> it was such a pleasure guys thanks for having me and if you would like to be a matt and alex insider please get in touch with your profession and we'd love to have a chat to you order up Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Matt O'Kine, it's time to welcome to the show one of our favourite comedians here at All Day Breakfast. He's up to his 11th solo show, which he's managed through all of the turmoil to bring to Australia. His name is Daniel Sloss, and he joins us live from his hotel room right now. G'day, Daniel. Hey, yeah. Daniel, what's your what's your hotel quarantine vibe been like so far? What, where do we catch you? What day and what's the vibe like? <laughs> uh, day six and I'm still doing okay. And look, I'm not suggesting that quarantine is easy, but quarantine as a Z-less celebrity is easier <laughs> than it is for the rest of the people in this hotel because uh, I've got I've got a balcony which I get to go out and stand out. Oh, I want. the tennis players yeah. didn't even get one of them. Oh, I, wow. Well, maybe they're not as talented as I am. Maybe they should do some self-reflection and bring comedy to the world instead of that silly sport. <laughs> so I'm allowed to go to the balcony. The reason I was late to this interview, and again, I'm sorry for being late, was because uh, every day I go to my balcony and some fans have uh, worked out from my Instagram videos where my hotel is. What? So I've just been doing the YMCA with a bunch of fans <laughs> across the road. Are they still there? Can you we see, see them? Are they? No, I'm, I, they've they've gone now. They've literally just gone. Okay. But like every, every day at two. Like I, I do it on my Instagram every day. But just I, I didn't think anyone would turn up. But every day, like at least three or four people are turning up just to wave to a sad, lonely Scottish man in a hotel room. Here <laughs> I am thinking, oh, you know, he's you know worldwide touring comedian. He's probably talking to Graham Norton or something. On and then you're just out the front. The worst thing was like. One of the people who was dancing outside messaged me, and and like, because we're just wait. There's only so much waving you can do before you go. I mean, well, that's that's this <laughs> over. Like we've done, we've done the thing. And she messaged me like, "Do you know the YMCA?" And I'm like, "Who doesn't know the YMCA? <laughs> like, what, what ridiculous? No, no. It's how complicated is it? I've not been on TikTok. Is that a new song? <laughs> Goodness me! And is it going to now extend to different large movement dances? Are we going to get into the Macarena? Are we going to get into the Nutbush every day? What you've only in day six. I mean, it could deteriorate into all sorts of things. 
Who knows? I mean, at this stage, I think the more insane I go in isolation, the, the more I'll just uh, I'll just get better at it. Maybe I'll start stripping. Maybe that'll be the time oh. when, when the hotel phones me up and they're like, okay, we have to revoke your balcony rights at this point. Like, they're just, they're not for you anymore. A little bit of, well, Magic Mike, the musical has come to Australia. Uh, so potentially you could get a bit of a training in for that one, Daniel. That'd be great. Oh God, imagine the disappointment in all of those women's faces if they <laughs> turned up to see Magic Mike and just a pasty Scottish boy walks out being like, hello, I'm a sexy man. I'm yeah. here to do a dance for you. Magic Mike, more disappointing Daniel. That would be yes. the... Uh, <laughs> that would be the... Uh, but, um, hey, uh, Daniel Sloss, I mean, you're, you're in Australia. You're about to embark on a, a big tour around the country, seven cities, 19 days. Um, this is super exciting. It's a brand new show, Hubris. Now, I'm, I have to just quickly... I I had to stop watching your shows after I saw everyone talking about Jigsaw, and <laughs> and I have you know I'm you in a relationship, and I was cowards. I am a coward because I was like <laughs> I literally was like I can't I can't chance watching this show because everyone's breaking up over this show. But now you're in a relationship, you know I you're am. you're engaged. I, Do you get nervous at the thought of your own your show, show breaking you up? <laughs> Uh, no, no, thankfully, because again, the show was never designed to break people up. It's just a happy coincidence that I <laughs> bask in the glory of every single day. Um, no, but my, the amount of people went after I proposed to my fiance, they were like, oh my God, you're a hypocrite. And I'm like, well, you didn't watch the show then, because at no point did I ever say love didn't exist. I just said that most of you haven't found it and you're lying to yourselves. <laughs> I. <laughs> I happen to know my girlfriend is dead. Well, my fiance is definitely the one because we've been through some, uh, well, some slightly controversial uh, times in our relationship. Do me a favor, Mac. Uh, could you just could you ask me how I uh, met my my fiance? Yeah, for sure. How did you meet your fiance? Oh, she's my ex girlfriend's younger sister. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay, so so, controversial times. Yeah, so, like, we got through that bit. It's going to take a lot to break us up at this point. Like, her (laughs) parents are the most patient and loving people in the world. When I went to re-meet them for the second time, (laughs) like, after, like, seven years. Oh, it had been seven years and you came back to dinner. Yeah, yeah. So so I get get that. Look, I don't get nervous much, right? Very rarely do I do but standing on that doorstep when she was like, are you ready? I'm like, no, because there, like, there's no way I come out looking good in this. And our mum opens the door, she gives me a big hug and she whispers in my ear, nice to meet you again. Oh. And, then, <laughs> and then and then, like, the hug went on for like five seconds and her dad pulled me away and be like, that's enough, you're not getting the third. That's not <laughs> <laughs> okay, so new show though. Um, it's yeah. called Hubris uh, after the Greek, um, the Greek hero. The Greek, is uh, it? No, no, it's the it's a it's a Greek uh, what well, it come from Greek mythology. It's uh, excessive pride or self confidence, but it comes from whenever there was a mortal who uh, dared to compare him or herself to the gods and thought they were better or equal to the gods. The gods would smite them down in profound and horrific ways, and <laughs> uh, and that's very much me because I compare myself to God every single day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all in his image, and so. 
her, that's the <laughs> or her image. You never yeah. know. And so um, where did you teeter on the what line of getting a little bit too big for your britches, Daniel? Oh, I mean, Matt's known me for several years. He can answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I've always liked to uh, tread the line of 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 confidence and uh, and arrogance. I because it's 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 fun to man. It's fun to be confident, and it's very easy to fake it as well. Mm. Like there's uh, and and like in my in my life normally, like I'm 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 confident in general, but you know I've I've got worries and fears and anxieties like everyone else. But when I'm on stage, I just like filling the boots of I'm here and I'm the absolute best. It's just a, <laughs> it's a nice sort of escapism for, you know, half well, an hour to 90 minutes. And I mean, then obviously last year, all of that was taken away from me. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, Daniel, you're such an insightful dude and you like to look at things quite deeply. What have you discovered about yourself and I guess humans more generally uh, after going through this pandemic time uh, i'm a psychopath like i i i have no idea how my fiance puts up with me like because i gone from like a really really big tour to then like doing nothing and i was like good i've got some time off and i'll be good at time off i've not had time off for 10 years i have no idea how to do nothing so yeah. it's just like my my fiance's working from home every single day during this pandemic and i'm just sort of wandering around trying to remember what hobbies I used to have. <laughs> and then, but then also, like, because, like, all of my self-confidence over the years has come from the love and approval of strangers. Mm. And when they disappear, turns out I have no idea how to fill myself with that confidence. So I'm just tapping my poor fiancé on the shoulder. She's the only breadwinner in her house at the moment. And I'm just tapping her, going like, hey, hey, I need you to give me the love of a thousand strangers. Otherwise, I'm... <laughs> Otherwise, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a mental breakdown. Can you stop what you're doing? No, you're working. That's fair. Sorry for bothering you. I'll go get lunch ready, shall I? It's, it's so fun. Like, it's like when you, yeah, you think you can handle doing nothing. Or even like mm. when I go, when I go, you know what? I'm going to cut out social media. I don't need social media. And then I, and then I go, what the hell am I going to do on the internet? And I have nothing to actually do on the internet. There's, there's nothing. Yeah. I go, what do people do on this? I, like the whole world of knowledge at my fingertips. I'm like, news.com? I don't know what to do. I don't know what it, to do. It's, it's, I've, it was a, I mean, it was a slow, slow process of me just learning to accept that I'm a really boring person and the only interesting thing about me is stand-up. Do, so, do, do you learn a skill or do you, are you like a guitar player or do you learn dancing or anything? Uh, I net... Uh, I, you I, knit. I, oh, that's right. You do knit. Yeah, I've seen yeah. you knit some incredible stuff. What, did you knit anything during your time off? Uh, yeah, so like I'm, I'm now at the stage where a bunch of my uh, friends are, are having kids and everything. So just whenever one of them pops out a sprock, I, I knit them like a new blanket or something. Just, it's not, it's not, it's not great, but it's a baby, so it doesn't matter if the colours don't match and they're holding it. They're just gonna dribble and poo on it or whatever they do. <laughs> that's incredible. That's so cool. What got you into knitting? Oh, toxic masculinity, believe it or not. Wow. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, Kai Humphreys, who's uh, my best friend and uh, another comedian who supports me on tour, we were, like, uh, really drunk one New Year's Eve and we were just sort of, 
I was like, I'm better than you at everything. And he was like, well, no, that's not, I'm better at you than everything. And we got into this huge argument about, I'm more naturally talented. And he's like, yeah, but you don't commit to things. You're lazy, you give up. And we're having this for like, a really heated debate for like two hours. And we're like, the only way we can settle this is if we both take up something neither of us have done for a year and see who's better at it by the end of the year. What do neither of us know how to do? And, and the answer is knitting. So we, we made a deal. We started in January uh, about two years ago and we said we have to knit each other a Christmas jumper by Christmas. Like that's the goal. <laughs> and we'll see who knits uh, the best jumper. And he absolutely wiped the floor with me. <laughs> like, oh man, like the jumper he made me is remarkable. Like it's got a full <laughs> image on it with like seven different colors that he oh had to like God. put into a spreadsheet to like learn it. Like how they do eight bit images. He had to learn all that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I knitted him a green sweater that my mum then sewed a hood onto because I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, the commitment worked. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was a hundred percent. He just looked like a big, it was a big green grinchy one and we both wore it on Christmas day at our respective households and I looked great and he must have looked like a moron <laughs> he looked like the tree people putting baubles on him and <laughs> that's it Daniel Sloss it's so great catching up with you thank you very so much for chatting to All Day Breakfast here today you've got eight days of quarantine left to go eight more YMCA's before you're out in the world how are you going to be able to cope with uh, society again uh, given that it's been a, a full year of uh, not too much for you Man, I've genuine, genuine fears about it and like what anxiety about like a, a, a lot of people in Scotland are talking about it as well because in the UK it looks as if like within the next month or two things are gonna start to open again and there's that level of excitement. But then you're also like, how do you how do you talk to people? <laughs> like what do you what do you like? I know how to talk to my fiance and my flatmates, but like what do you do in a pub anymore? Like I'm really worried that I've lost most of my social skills. Like I'm just gonna go out in a pub and then just get like PTSD flashbacks to being in lockdown, and then you'll just find me drinking under a table because it's the only seclusion I can it's find. Your, it's your version of turning the camera off just for a moment. You know, yeah. sometimes you turn off <laughs> Camera off or audio off Put just to cough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think I'll just be like, if I if it overwhelms me too much, people will assume I'm doing something different in the bathroom stalls, but really I'm just in there enjoying isolation. <laughs> That's it. You need a bit more quarantine. <laughs> Daniel Sloss, thank you so much for uh, joining us on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Good luck with the tours. For more information on the show, uh, Hubris, check out comedyfestival.com.au. Hey, Daniel, catch you next time, man. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Alex Dyson, I was telling a story yesterday about buying a secondhand ironing board. Oh, just the bane of our oh, existence. Mate, we get it home. Do you think it fits in the place where the old ironing board fits? No. Now it's just in our laundry, just in the way. Got but an anyway, then I, was telling, then I was telling Belinda about your story and she's, she was on the side of the, of the buyer. She was like, Oh, no, he really needed to list those scratches. I did list the scratches. <laughs> you, I took the like, photos nah, of it. No, nah, you need to you really close up. You need to say everything that's wrong with them. They have every right to it's ask for 30 a bucks. <laughs> anyway, um, it is a, a growing world, the uh, secondhand purchasing, you know. Uh, Marketplace, so, Gumtree, eBay, all of them. So it's inevitable that there will be occasionally a secondhand stitch up. And uh, we've got a couple of people... We've been in some uh, 
pretty rough situations. Hello, Vanessa from Melbourne. <laughs> Hi, how are you going? Good. You bought a scale from an op shop? Yeah. So I went to this op shop in Dandenong and there was like this boxed little kitchen scale. And I was like, great, I'll take this home. No worries. It was like $3. And I didn't check it when I was there. And then I got it home and I was so excited. And I was showing my housemate and we open it. And inside is this like wooden carving that was like like something you'd sell at like a tourist shop that was like about Germany and it was like marked as a price. So someone had taken out the kitchen scale that was like $3, put it back into this box and then closed it. And so I was like, yeah. (laughs) So now you've just got some wooden artifact and I bet it couldn't tell you how heavy a cup of flour was either. Yeah, no, but I thought it might be haunted, so I didn't want to keep it, and I felt bad dropping it back off, so I just gave it to our friends around the corner as a housewarming gift, and I've just left it there and not told them about it. Oh, so you gave them, you double bluffed them, you gave them a kitchen scale gift waiting for them to open it and find something else in there. Yeah, exactly, that's exactly what I did. (laughs) I haven't said anything, so I think they might have just donated it around. So if you see a kitchen scale that's actually a wood carving from Germany, it was mine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Amazing. Vanessa, thank you very much. And Phoebe from Sydney, you uh, you actually got called out while selling some secondhand items. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a habit of collecting things off the side of the road. <laughs> oh. <I'm> a huge. <laughs> a bit of a hard rubbish vulture there, Phoebe. Oh, yeah. Well, do you, people throw out the most beautiful things. And I was... Um, I, I love Marketplace, so I'm on it all the time looking for things and selling things. And I found this beautiful old chair. Um, it was like a, a 1960s wooden one. Is that a bit and of so, mid-century modern are we talking there? Oh, I think it was a little bit earlier than that, so it was a mm. bit Victorian. And I um, and I was out of my run, so and I carried it all the way up this huge hill and got it back um, to, a, to an apartment and I used it for like a month or so and it looked beautiful in the space, but it wasn't very practical. So I was like, okay, the time's come for me to flip this on on Marketplace. So Right, so you picked it up for free and then mm. you're going to look for a little bit of profit online. Well, not a little bit of profit. I it, I tend to, I know, I know the code of selling on Marketplace and it's all about how you style it and then um, you know, how you word it and everything. And wow, okay. So, you know, hate the game, <laughs> not the player. So, what were you? What were you? What were you selling it for? Uh, <laughs> Two hundred and fifteen. Oh, wowie! Well, nineteen sixties. Okay. Good. So there was then, a great then, era for any, chairs. <laughs> any buyers? So, well, what happened? I had it on for a day, and I had uh, a lot of interest in it. But um, one of them came up where this girl wrote to me, and she said. Um, I I saw you getting this off the side of the road. <laughs> um, this is not an antique piece. She said to me, um, I'm not even mad, I'm impressed. <laughs> so, so did you end um, up selling it? I did. I sold it for 190 Oh, so. oh you, the guilt discount, hey? Yeah. You, you. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you very much for that one, Phoebe, and we'll catch you later. Bye. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Well,
Well, thank you very much for joining us on All Day Breakfast today. Been an absolute pleasure hanging out. Thanks to Daniel Sloss for taking time out of his YMCA balcony uh, to have a chat to us. Uh, definitely hit up if you show. Uh, good to see a couple of comedians slipping through to come and perform in Australia. Daniel Sloss being one of them. So, uh, yeah, check out Hughesbrus. Always an awesome dude to chat to. And uh, it was been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thanks again to our insider for today. Don't forget that uh, if you do have an insight into a particular industry, whatever job it may be, do hit us up at matt.n.alex. Can be anything. IT person. Maybe you're the shoemaker that puts little Nas's blood in the soles. <laughs> Just let us know at matt.n.alex. And also, we'll see you tomorrow. Catch you then. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.